chapter 5. That's where we'll be spending our day today. So, um, man, it, it feels good to be here. I haven't been here for a couple weeks. Um, uh, just things going on. We, we took a camping trip um, on the 4th of July. Then we had a family reunion right after, and just feels good to be back. I missed you guys. Um, uh, just, just good to be among uh, believers and, and sharing God's word together. Um, just been crazy. Uh, we'll be gone next weekend as well for uh, well, for my birthday. I, I, these birthdays anymore really aren't uh, like woohoo. Like you just you seem to be getting up there more and more. So uh, we're heading out for my birthday. Uh, we're gonna go down and and uh, study the boulders a little bit. Uh, go out there, do a little fishing, relaxation, and then we'll be back. But uh, I think in well, not I think in August we're we're heading on vacation and, and getting out for a while. So. Just real crazy, but man, I, I miss being here with you guys. I uh, miss, miss seeing your faces, just miss communicating with you guys. So, um, like I said, we're, we're going to be in five today, and um, we're in the book of Psalms. Um, Psalms are like uh, the prayers, they're songs, they're, they're deep um, communication you see with, with our Father. Um, as, as songs, as poems usually come across, they're very in-depth, they're very... Um, like artful, colorful, it helps us see more of the heart instead of just uh, just just pure words. Like you, you get a sense for what's going on, and that's where we're at today. And and we're with David here. Um, as we know, David, uh, he he's the David and Goliath. You guys have heard that story of of David um, um, getting rid of Goliath with with the stone. Um, so he moves on. Um, uh, he moves on with, with Saul, which is the first king. Um, ironically, um, Saul is the one that, um, uh, like, uh, David was there when Saul was king and took care of Goliath. And Saul ended up really um, taking a, a liking to David. Um, but as things changed, um, Saul's heart went, went a little bit um, weird and ended up actually starting to pursue David, um, starting to try to uh, take David's life. Um, we see David running through the mountains. We see David hiding out. There's a lot of different things that David went through in his life. Um, he, David eventually becomes king. Through all this, though, David does have enemies. David does have problems, trials, different things like that. And that's kind of where we're at today, is we're seeing, you know, I don't know exactly what problem David is, is fighting here, but we can see David's heart um, in Scripture today. We can see the communication he has with God. And, and that's kind of what today's message is about, is, is our prayer, our communication with God, um, the realness of it, and, and the things that we can stand on, the truth that we can see. So that's kind of the setup on where we're at in Psalms 5 today. So if you would, uh, actually, let's kick off in prayer first. Let's, let's get my heart, uh, our hearts grounded. Um, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for 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 bringing us here together today um, as believers, wanting to know more about you, um, wanting to surrender more and more of our ways to your ways, Father, because your ways, your ways are, are right. They're righteous, Father. Help us see, Lord, you today. Help us be transformed by that, Father, that we leave here, Lord, and we're different, that um, your word sticks with us that we're transformed and we go out and we're a light in this dark world, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, uh, chapter 5 here. 
Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God, for to you do I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I, re I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord arbors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make, way, make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their, in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out. Cast them out. For they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them that those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. That is God's word. So I'm going to start here in, in the first three verses. And, and we can see right off the bat, David is, is definitely struggling. He's calling out to the Lord, give ear to my words. Are, are you listening, Father? Are you there? Consider my groaning, like, like not just words, but pains, um, uh, more than words, um, emotions, things that are coming out, his groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King, my God, for you do I pray. You see here, we all go through certain things in our life, certain pains, struggles, fights. And, and it come to me uh, on this, who are we crying out to? Who are we groaning to? You know, so many times I go about, and there's certain things that, um, that come up, and uh, I'll talk to my friend here about this, and what should I do here? Or I'll go to my wife and say, man, I'm struggling with this, and this is what I think we should do. This phrase hit me. So many times Jen will stop and she'll ask me, have you prayed about it? No. The obvious answer would be I should, but no. And, and this is a reminder, like in our groaning, in our crying, in, in, in the things that we do, we should be to God. We should be praying to Him. We should be communicating with Him. We should be talking with Him. Where are you at on this, Father? I am lost. I'm struggling with these different things. I need your righteous ways. I need you to help me through this. I remind us, church, to make sure that we go to God and God first. Not our wives, not our friends. Those are good. I'm not saying those are bad, but who, are, who should we be going to first? You see next, something in, in this, in verse 3, it says, O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice, my voice. In the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. A phrase come about in, in the studies um, for this sermon. It, it struck pretty good. 
prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. I think that's a phrase that, if you take notes, that should be uh, jotted down or at least deserves I need to say it one more time. Prayer should be the key of the day and the lock of the night. We should be opening our day with Him. We should be opening our, like when we get up in the morning, is our first thoughts to Him or is our first thoughts to, I got this, this, and this to do. Uh, I've got to get ready for work. I've got to go. Like it convicted me. That is not my, my first thoughts is prayer. My first thoughts is I set my alarm um, 15, 20 minutes before I got to leave. Um, you run up, you grab your cup of coffee, you throw on the baseball cap, some deodorant, and out door you go. It's not till I'm driving to work that maybe um, God comes into my mind and I say a, a prayer, get to work, um, I'll maybe read my devotion. But my day don't start like with God's time, with giving Him time. I'm, I'm fitting Him into as you can see, other things, um, um, which is my job. And, and again, your job ain't bad. But imagine if I was to really get up in the morning and was thinking of him, praying to him, preparing my heart for what the day is, is, is coming, what, what the day is offering. I think the day would go um, a lot smoother, a lot better, a lot more understanding if I was seeing things through what God has planned instead of what Tony has planned. I need to be unlocking that day every day with him. And throughout the day, I need to be in communication with him. Um, and, and when I go to bed at night, I need to close the day and lock it up in God. We see that with David here. He talks about it. Oh, Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning, I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. Of course, we don't do the, the sacrificial system of the Old Testament. But there's the sacrifice of us. In the morning when we get up and pray, and we're talking to him, and we're getting in tune with the Spirit, and we're getting in tune with where we're walking today and what we've got planned are we laying down our ways? Are we sacrificing our plans for his? Um, going to work, like that, that is one thing. We, we've got to provide for our families um, in, in them ways. But like, are we ready? Are we prepared to help others at work um, in sharing the gospel and sharing love, um, being there for them? Are we ready to sacrifice? Are we ready to lay down our lives? In the morning, I prepare a sacrifice for you. In the morning, I pray, I get my heart for your will be done, not mine. We have to be in his, his presence, his ways to be able to do that. We cannot do that on our own. We just can't. We're too messed up. We, we want to do everything our way. The next part, it's only one little word, and watch. Do we stand back and watch? Do we stand back knowing, understanding, believing, trusting God is in control? That he's got this. Or, as so many times I do, I intervene. I lack patience. I go throughout the day and I push God to the side and I grab the reins back. I've got this. Um, 
you're not answering my prayers in the time I want, or you're not giving me the answer I want. I don't know what it is. I lack patience, to be honest with you, church. I, I lack that. Um, I need prayer for that the more I, I think about that. Um, to be patient in God, to be patient in his ways. Um, but that's where David talking this morning and, and uh, God allowing us to see David's prayer with him, to stand back, to be patient in the Lord. We, we just need to remember that as we're preparing our hearts for the sacrifice of ourselves in the morning. We need to also prepare ourselves to wait in all of God's due timing. So here we are. We've gone through the first three verses. We see David is hurting. It's not that he's just doing a simple prayer. He is, he's, Lord, do you hear me? I'm groaning, I'm hurting, I'm crying. And God, I am talking to you and you alone. You go down to the next verses. And you see he's talking about some of the ugliness that's going on around him. Starting off in four. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. You hate evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord arbors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. So here we are. I still think David's in a hole. It's just something I feel with him. He's in a hole. He's, he's, he's in a dark place. He feels beat up. And, and, and I almost wonder if David's questioning why do certain things happen? Why do certain things excel? And, and God is trying to talk him through this. He's trying to remind David, remember truth, remember who I am. It goes on right here, it says, And for you are not a God who delights in wickedness. I'm sure David was seeing some wickedness around him and wickedness probably excelling, probably advancing. And he's like, what is going on here? God reminding him, God reminding him, you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. Even though evil looks to be progressing, even though it looks that we may be getting um, unfair blows, unfair things going on, this is not of God. God has us. We fully don't understand all the time what's going on, but we can trust in him and that he is, that evil does not dwell with him. The boastful shall not stand before your eyes. But Lord, I've seen some boastful men in my life standing up, getting things. I just don't understand it. You hate evildoers, but yet I've seen evildoers excel. You destroy those who speak lies. But there's been so many lies against me, against you, Father, and they advance. The Lord arbors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. He hates. You get a sense of David really struggling. A sense of David just like, like he said, he's in pain. I like how God intervenes here and, and is talking with him, is, uh, is walking through him. Like, remember my son, I don't delight in these things. I don't delight in evil. I don't like boastful man. Just because you see something, don't believe in it. You fully don't understand everything that's going on, but I've got you. Remember truth, church, who God is.
found this is a is a short prayer. I, I we see a change here about now. We got this first half of of his prayer, of of deep agony, deep stress, deep wonder, maybe even doubt. And as he's praying to God, and are you hearing my words? Are you there, Lord? We see God answering. We see the Spirit come into David. And we see some things, some more truth coming and strengthening David. Seven, but I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. Your house. Wow. More truth. God has us. His love endures forever. No matter what is going on, enemies or no enemies, good health or failing health, tomorrow or not tomorrow, God has this and his love endures forever. In Christ, we have tomorrow. Like if you're outside of Christ, there can be those worries. There can be like people are surrounding me. People are going to take my life. In, in Christ, we have tomorrow. There will always be tomorrow. Um, we ha- like we yearn for eternal life. Why do you think that is? We were made to have eternal life with him. When we don't know him, when we, we choose not him, those are when the worries of tomorrow come. And those are when we, we, we just stress about them. Like church, whether we're here today or gone tomorrow, we're always in Christ. And that's something to take encouragement in. That's something to be happy about. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. So we've got tomorrow. I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. I will bow down to you and only you. I will fear you and only you. All others are nothing compared to you. Do we stand on that truth there? You know, I I have, man, I've got a lot of issues. Um, uh, Sure, I, I don't always bow down. to God. Um, I bow down to sometimes um, others and what they think of me. Um, in some regards, I'm a people pleaser. I struggle with that. I think sometimes more highly of your opinion of me than I do God's. That hurts to say that, um, but it's the truth. Um, like this phrase hit me. I need to be bowing down to the one and only. I need to only have fear for the one and only, the one who brings life or brings death. Because anything outside of him is death. I need to have fear of the one that created everything. All other things I fear are really no fear at all. So that question come up and, and think about it. Who do we bow down to or what do we bow down to? What do we fear and why do we fear that? When, when really there is, we shouldn't have any of that. So I got thinking in this next phrase, I'm bowing down. I bow down to him. 
his righteousness, his goodness, his, his everything. And then as David, you, you see this, this picture in my mind. He says in 8, lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make way, make your way straight before me. We're bowed down before the throne of God. We see who he is. We see everything about him. And we surrender again. We, we reach our hand up and say, Lord, lead me. Lead me in your right ways. You've got this. Your righteousness, Father. Lead me, Father, because of my enemies. Make the path straight for me, O Lord. Hold my hand, O Lord, as my enemies are all around me. And what a, what a place to be in, to understand who God is and understand his, his awesomeness, bowing down in that reverence and then being able to reach your hand up and take his. Like that, that's nuts that we have that, that access to be able to walk and talk and, and communicate with the Almighty. And he leads us. He walks with us. He sh Think about that for a little while, you guys. We have that type of access. We have no reason to worry. We have no reason to bow down to anything else but him. We shouldn't fear anything, again, but him, the one who holds all power, the one, the one that is all. Again, we're seeing a transformation in, in David. Quickly, we see encouraging words. We see that David is, is being strengthened. And you almost see this next part. God is encouraging David in truth. He strengthens David again. And we see right here, David is coming around. His doubts are leaving him. 9 through 10. For there is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. Like I hear the Lord just, just talking through David now, like, there is no truth in their mouth, David. What they say, what they're doing. The truth is in my mouth, my ways. I've got this, David. Their inmost self is destruction. They're choosing their ways. They're not choosing mine. And by choosing their ways, they're choosing death. My way is life. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. They talk nonsense. They bring death upon themselves. There's, it's all talk, no substance, no truth. Ten, make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of their abundance, of their transgressions, cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. Because of their guilt of being their own God and denying truth, they fall. First, because of their sins, they're cast out. And second, because there was no repentance of their sins. You see, we're, we are all guilty of the first. 
We all have transgressions. We all have sin against a mighty and holy God. It's what we do after we understand that and we see that. Do we stand in rebellion with those sins and say they're not that bad? Or do we see them as the ugliness they are to a holy and just God? <coughs> like, that's the truth of the matter. We, we can say we believe um, in Jesus. We've got, he's got us. Um, the truth of the matter is, is we are, um, we're guilty of uh, of sin, of doing wrong to um, our maker, our creator, to others. We have an abundance of transgressions that deserves for us to be cast out. The difference is, do we rebel afterwards? Do we stand on that and say it's not that bad, um, he should just love us anyways? Or do we see, do we repent Repent. Feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrong, wrongdoing or sin. Or do we rebel? You know, in, in my walk with Christ, he's, he's continually growing me. Um, things that I didn't think were that big of a deal I see the pain and the destruction they really do cause um, others. He's always transforming my heart, this repentance. You know, I, I, I still, um, I, I'm still ugly. I, I still fall into these traps every now and then, and I still do those things. But boy, do they hurt. That's, that's the difference between um, knowing, believing in Christ, and knowing and believing in Christ, and, and um like salvation like do we repent do we change our ways um the devil himself believes in believes in jesus um the demons themselves believe in jesus the difference is they still rebel against him there's no repentance there's no changing of the ways there's no seeing a holy and just god and saying i'm sorry i can't believe i've done that to you i can't believe i've done that to your creation there's a repentance. There's a change of heart. There's a new person. Think about those things. Asking God for forgiveness, but not really changing our ways is not, is not forgiveness, is not well. The last two verses here. David knows truth through prayer with God. David turns to remind others. I've seen that in this, this, this prayer, that, um, the psalm that David is, is, uh, is saying. We see that he's been talking, I, me, you, just he's really fighting with things. And, and here in the next verses, we see the words all and them. You all of a sudden see that like God has answered prayers. He's given David the strength in this short prayer he's transformed david 
to the truth, to, to knowing who God is and, and no worries. And, and you almost see his sobs starting to dry up. And he turns and it's like, but let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them. For those who love your name may exult in you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. David sees that. He feels that. He feels that refuge, that covering, that, um, that protection that God brings, the love that God brings, that tomorrow's going to happen whether, whether these things go that way or they go this way. God's got it, one way or the other. And you see all that, and you see that he's like, he wants to tell everybody about this. Let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them, that those who love your name may exult in you, for you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover him with favor as with a shield. Remember who our refuge is, church. Remember where, where the truth is at. Not in this world, not in the, the things of this world. But we have refuge in him, the almighty, the creator of all. Remember church lies, equal confusion, doubt, insecurities, truth equals clarity, firmness we can stand on, security, and life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much, Lord, that you, you let us see a communication with you, a deep-hearted communication, Father. And we've seen, as David was talking with you, Father, we've seen an answer, we've seen strength being built in David, Father. I pray for that for us, Father. If there's things that we're fighting, if there's things that we don't know the answers to, that be it our health, be it people are attacking us, whatever it is, Father, that we stand on the truth of you and your word, on what you say about us, that you have us, that you've got us, through hard times and good times, Father. You have our best interest in mind, and you're growing us all the while. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you for your love. 